This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. There's a picture of the three of you, and you're all in your suits standing in front of a car, and I'll never forget this, coming across that picture in a magazine, and I'm like, Dad, this this, this is, is who, who I, I want to be. <laughs> this is me. And da- my dad's like, you don't understand, Ashley. Like, she's a better racer than her brothers are. That's awesome. <laughs> Somebody wanted to be me. Yeah. Now everybody wants to be Danica. So. <laughs> Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance you can see, touch, and sense. All right, welcome to this week's Fast Lane family. Hope everybody had a great St. Patrick's Day yesterday. This week I have Ashley Strimmy in studio, a wife of David Strimmy. And stay tuned for our tip of the week. We're going to tell you how to get out girls' tangles. So moms and dads, stay tuned. But first up, uh, hello Ashley, how are Hi. you today? I am great, how are you? She is super good. She's sweating it's I'm cold Monday. It's, it's Monday it's 75 degrees out she's stressed she's <laughs> always. busy always we're gonna learn what's uh, stressing stressing and busy in her out lordy right yes <laughs> all right well let's first start let's well I've got to say I okay. watched I am Dale yes that wasn't was that cool awesome. yeah really I saw cool. David tweet really, about really that cool. yeah it was really good I just thought it was very well done it was it was I was all angles yeah so. yeah it was really cool to see the very beginnings yeah. did you grow up a Dale Earnhardt fan I did believe it or not um I still have the t-shirt it was uh, of course it was black those black t-shirts yes. that you just had and wear. I'll never forget it it said six time in individual letters in his like there was a picture yeah. in each letter across the back yes yes yep, absolutely of course it. of course <laughs> but it was kind of cool um to see that I didn't really know the front story right. of everything right. for y'all right um, but it was really cool because we kind of grew up the same way, you know, struggling, trying to make a living. And my dad was racing on the weekends just to try to. So let's talk about that. You grew up in Pennsylvania? Yes, ma'am. And your dad raced sprint cars. Now, did yes. he try to do that full time or um, did no, he have a he day, was, day job too? Yeah, he did have a day job um, <laughs> back when, Lordy, he was racing mini sprints back then when I was real, real young. And uh, he worked as a mechanic during the day, um, took him an hour to get to work and an hour to get to home. And my mama was working an hour away as well because we grew up in a very, very small town. And um, it was tough. Where did you grow up in Pennsylvania? Mifflintown, Pennsylvania. Mifflintown. We grew, it was about three miles from Port Royal Speedway. Okay. All right. A little dirt track that we would race yep. at locally once we got to 410 Sprint Cars. But growing up, it was really tough. Um, we didn't have a whole lot. And... The only way we were able to go racing is my dad was good enough that people would give him product and we didn't really have to buy a whole lot of stuff. It was given to us and then we would just hope like crazy that we were able to win that weekend and take home a few extra hundred bucks. And uh, it was tough. I remember huddling around a kerosene heater when I was a kid in the wintertime and we'd be in nine million layers and you'd run (laughs) upstairs and you'd shimmy all those layers off and build a little fort around yourself in the bed so you could stay warm till morning. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that was really cool to see that it was kind of the same beginning. And then my dad came home one day and he said to my mom, you're going to be a stay-at-home mom and we're going to figure this out. I'm going to start my own business. And he became an excavator and lordy things took off quick and... We're truly blessed. Did and he still race? Yeah, he um he then joined the 410 Sprint Car Ranks, okay. which is huge in Central PA, Posse Land. For yeah. Any, we we want to get up to um, Port Royal. You know, we visit Pennsylvania a lot because that's where LW's from. Yeah. We actually looked last year when we were there for, we, we go in the summer for like two weeks at a time, and we looked all around at the sprint car races because Carson wanted to go, and, yep. and they just 
they I think they had just ran the weekend prior. Okay. So we didn't look yeah. up Make in time. Make sure you uh, get to Williams Grove and <laughs> yep. Port Royal. Those yep. are the two Friday and Saturday yeah. nights. Those are the yeah. two you definitely need to hit. So your dad was an excavator. Did he um, build himself a nice big business? He did. Yeah. Um, it was funny because we were, like I said, we were really poor. And I'll never forget, we went and looked at this house. And I was like, man, we can't afford this. I was about six years old at the time. And I was like, no way. It was a model show home. So they had built it, you know, and they had to tear it, it down. It was all pretty. It was. It had the silverware on the table. Like, I'll never forget it. And I went to school the next day and we came home and my mom's like, I need you to start boxing your stuff up. We're moving. And I said, what? And she's like, we bought the house we went and looked at yesterday. And I'll never forget. I went to school the next day and I'm like, oh my God, we're rich. <laughs> we bought this house. It had the curtains on. There's bedroom furniture. Like my parents slept on a mattress. They didn't even have a bed. Um, when because we were so poor, but it comes to find out that they were selling it so cheap because it wasn't hooked up to water or sewer. Um, but my dad was able to do that because of the excavation business. Oh, so we stole the house. It was so cheap. But those those were the days. You know, we didn't really have a whole lot, but yeah. we had more love than anything in oh, that yeah. house. That's and always important. It's totally made me who <laughs> I am today. My kids, you know, we we live out by Dale, and if we have a. a 3,000, modest 3,000 mm -hmm. square foot home. It's not huge by any means. We have a pool and we have a garage with all our, you know, all the kids' toys and everything. And Kennedy will ride by Dale's house going out the driveway and she'll go, Mama, how come we're not rich like Uncle Junior? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Perspective I'm, is so yeah, different Yeah, I know. That age. I'm like, well, first off, let me tell you something. I would not want that much house to clean. Absolutely. Okay? Like, let's talk about all the things that, that are goes good along with about it. the size house we have. Absolutely. <laughs> so did you ever... Um, try your hand at racing? I did. Um, I started racing go-karts when I was about five or six years old. All right, now, do you have brothers and sisters? I don't. I'm the only You're child. You're the only child. Well, okay. I did have a sister. She passed away. She was a uh, she had some medical issues when she was born, and Aww. then she ended up passing away when she was six, and I was three at the oh, time. Wow. So that was another stress on my family, Goodness. of course, at, uh, when, it was, when we were struggling because yeah. she had to be in care. 24 oh, hours a day, goodness. seven days a week. So goodness. that was another so you stress grew up on my primarily family. Primarily as an only child. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I started racing go karts when I was six years old. We laughed because my dad put me in the slowest cart possible. Uh, I think he even regulated the governor on it just so I wasn't doing anything. And I was about to get lapped in my very first race, so I spun out. And I remember pulling into the pits and my dad screaming at me, what are you doing spinning out? And I was like, because I didn't want to get lapped, Daddy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, my daughter's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> She's got this figured out already. I'm not tricking her. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I raced uh, go-karts for a little bit, and then I quit doing that. And then when I was 15, I got into a full-body enduro, pro stock, whatever you want to call them. I know they're called something different everywhere else. Track, yeah. right, right. Um, and I started racing those when I was 15 at Port Royal. And again, my dad made me start at the rear just because it was my first race in a big car with other racers. And it had been a while since I had raced. He so. obviously didn't think you were going to be very good at this. He did didn't. He? No. Well, that or we can say he was trying to protect absolutely. you. Absolutely. Let's just look yes. at it that way. We'll, we'll go with You're that. You're his girl and he's <laughs> trying to protect you. Yeah. So I finished second in that race. Um, cool. And then they found out I was 15. Thankfully, I'd already collected my money at payoff. So then I had to wait another year to race. I read a story about that, actually, uh, about David, too. So same thing happened to him. Yes. He was in his mother's street stock car, yeah. and they found out he was 15. <laughs> and that's so hard to fathom now because these kids are the racing at are 12, 12. Exactly. You know, yeah. 12 and 14 over at Hickory and places like that and the street stocks and the late models. and 
Yeah. I remember, yeah, we you know. We were getting kicked out at 15. I, well, that was the thing. <laughs> like, when we were a kid, my parents couldn't afford a babysitter, so I would go to the racetrack mm -hmm. with them. And my mom didn't want to sit in the grandstands, so we would go to the pits, and I would hide under a blanket in the back of the pickup truck, <laughs> A, so they wouldn't know I was there, B, so they wouldn't have to pay for me. And I remember mom's like, you're either on top of the trailer <laughs> or you're in the trailer. There's no other questions asked. Like, or you're never oh, coming gosh. again. Yeah. Oh, so. gosh. The things we did. Yeah. So why did you not continue to pursue racing or what? How uh, did that, what well, happened? I kept racing until I was about, I want to say it was, Lordy, 2007, I guess, was the last time that I had raced back Coleman, Pennsylvania. My dad really wanted to get me behind the wheel of a sprint car. Uh, I'll never forget him kind of begging. And I knew at that point in my life, it wasn't something that I was like ready to jump on board with. And I knew also that if I ultimately started racing, that, that he would probably have to step aside. And I knew he wasn't at that he part in his that. life, you know, and I didn't expect him to do that for me. But he does tell me on a regular basis that that was probably the worst decision that I ever made and that he wished I would have stuck with racing because Aww. he truly believed that I probably could have done something yeah. with it. But that's just the cards that I chose not to play. I, know, I have those what ifs too, you know, same thing. Just well, that was the thing. <laughs> it's funny because when Amanda contacted me about doing the show, I was like total fangirl <laughs> moment because I remember you're going to laugh. There's a picture of the three of you, um, Carrie, you and Dale, and you're all in your suits standing in front of a car. And I'll never forget this. I was about maybe 10 when that picture was taken mm -hmm. and I'll never forget coming across that picture in a magazine and I'm like dad this this, this is, is who I want to be <laughs> this is me and da my dad's like you don't understand Ashley like she's a better racer than her brothers are like I'll never forget that story so <laughs> I had to share funny. that and then I saw that picture we toured a museum at one of the tracks when we had some free time and I remember seeing that, that picture it's one of my favorite <laughs> pictures of my childhood from racing industry. <laughs> That's awesome. Somebody wanted to be me. Yeah. Now everybody wants to be Danica. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yay. You went to school, right? Yes. You went to college. Yes. Mm -hmm. For graphic design and animation? Yeah. 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 Cool. It's crazy. Um, I w my dad wanted me to be a dentist, and that's ultimately what I had gone for. And in the first few classes, I realized real quick that saliva was not cool unless it was my own. <laughs> I often Sorry, wonder. No, no, I often wonder. You know, I said the same thing about doctors. I'm like. Yeah. I, I just figured that everybody was like my teeth and it, that's not the case and I was like I don't I don't know if I can put my hands in other people's mouths so we're just going to stop this right now and I I was trying to find my way I went as an English major for a little bit and I'm like what am I doing and then I came across graphic design and I loved animated movies and it's just something that I my dad thought he failed me because I didn't do what I should have went right. to college for but it's what I ultimately loved and he thought it was foolish and did you do anything with that? Or, I or did. Um, I worked at our local paper back yeah. home um, designing ads oh, cool. um, for the newspaper. And, of course, I do it now here and there. I try not to dabble with it as much anymore. Um, but David's Cup Hero cards, I helped with some of those and, you know, logos yeah. that we do and things like that. The so. whole animation thing is, is very interesting to me, you know, just to – see how that works and well I need to borrow your kids sometimes so people don't just think I'm weird <laughs> going to these because I love <laughs> I going love to the it like I drag David to the animated movies and thank god he loves them too <laughs> but it's so funny you just couple in there no kids yeah well, just couple here <laughs> it's hilarious like we get so many looks like we're walking up through and everybody's like where are your kids yeah, yeah, and I'm like I'm right here <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I may be funny. 30 but I still act like I'm 12 sometimes <laughs> so what's your favorite Pixar movie 
Definitely cars. Yeah, cars. Absolutely. Uh, David actually proposed to me after Rapunzel. Uh, (laughs) Tell us that story. (laughs) It it really isn't a great story, but uh, (laughs) it came out on Thanksgiving. Okay. And um, he's like, let's go see this movie. And I'm like, all right. And it's a Disney movie, so it's a little bit more sing-songy which he doesn't like, and he learned that after that movie. <laughs> but in the movie, I don't even remember his name, was dying, and she was holding him, crying. Yeah. And he made the comment that she was his everything, and he, she was his dream, and then that's how he proposed to me. Did he propose to you in the movie? No, 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 no. It was after movie. we got okay. home, yeah. Okay. No, he's not quite that. Uh, not that quite romantic. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed that he, like, was able to tie that together. So where did you meet David? At a dirt track in Talladega, Alabama. Cool. <laughs> Several years ago. Yeah, it was probably eight years ago now. We've been together time, five years. Yeah. Time flies, 40. right? Yeah. Craziness. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. It's insane. But yeah, it was at a dirt track, of course. Very cool. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. No. Uh-uh. Both loving racing. Yeah, absolutely. It seems like the uh, perfect place to meet. Because to marry a racer, you got to be a racer. Absolutely. <laughs> you got to understand yep. it, know it. Yeah. The, the passion has to be there. Um, yeah. There are days now that I'm like, can we just go somewhere else other than a racetrack? I still love <laughs> it, but there, I think there's a little bit more to life that we need to. <laughs> well, too, and, and I wanted yeah, I wanted to get into that. So you met David in 2000, let's see, we're at seven, six, uh, seven? I think it was seven, yeah. yeah. Six or Somewhere six. right in there. When did you start dating? Yes, we started dating um, 2009. Okay. We both were in a relationship at the time when we met. Uh, honestly, the stars aligned. Yeah. Um, I could go into that story, but it's very long. <laughs> but literally, somebody was looking out for us up above and said that you two need to be together. Not right now, but yeah. eventually. Yeah. Three years later, I'm sitting getting my hair done. It was October 13th. It was a Tuesday. I'll never forget it. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I get she this. got a good memory. <laughs> I really don't. It was just that day. I don't know. But anyhow, I get this text message and it's, he's like, hey, this is David Stremme. I don't know if you remember me. And I'm like, ha, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hey, (laughs) it took him five days to finally call me. And then two months later, I'm moving to North Carolina and he's coming up and asking my parents if, if I could move to North Carolina. And that was a huge step. You still Um, lived in Pennsylvania then? Yes. Yeah. And my dad is an avid gun owner. So that really intimidated David. (laughs) We're we're avid hunters. So my dad has a nice display of guns (laughs) sitting in his office. So that really freaked David out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We so, were a bunch of rednecks. No, nothing wrong <laughs> with that. Hunting and fishing and racing. L- yeah. I'm sitting here loving this because, like, I'm not the only one that's going to sound like I have a crazy accent in this one, Amanda. Usually, oh. you know, I talk to all these people that just got, they're so nice and pleasant. Well, and talking the and more I'm around that an accent. Song, I, I start to pick it up. <laughs> I do too. Um, I know. But it's funny because everybody down here says, where, where, where are you from? Yeah. And I'm like, Pennsylvania. And everybody back yeah. home's like, man, you've been in the South a long time. Yeah. I'm like, I don't belong anywhere. Like, <laughs> this is terrible. You don't sound like <laughs> Pennsylvania accent for sure. Well, and then Pennsylvania has three different accents. Like you've yeah. got the Eastern, the Western, and the yeah. Central. Because yeah. I played football in Eastern, and I went to school in Western, and I grew up in Central, and it's so I think that has a lot to do with it, too. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know where I'm from <laughs> based on my accent. Oh, gosh. So you met David and um, well, you, you started dating in 2009. Mm-hmm. So David had come off of, you know, his stint in uh, the Cup Series yeah, at that point. Yeah, he was just, leaving, just getting released from Penske at that point. Yeah. And um, um, gosh, yeah, that was, had to be a lot to take on, right? It was. That, honestly, <laughs> honestly, the... The year we got engaged and the year we got married was probably the hardest time in our relationship. 
Penske was 09. He was just getting done there. 2011 is the year that he, no, that was the year we got married. Lordy. <laughs> 2010, he proposed. 2011, we got engaged. The beginning of 2011 is when we started our cup team, Inception, Inception Motorsports. Right, right. And I was the only one in the office. Um, I had never, I mean, I had been involved with NASCAR through David with what he had been doing, but I had never been on the office side of things. And we hired a girl two days a week to do all the accounting stuff because I, we had investors at the time and yeah. I didn't want to be the one that was like, where'd this go? Yeah, where'd this right. dollar? Where's this? And I'm like, right. no, 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 I'll do everything else but that. So she came in two days a week and I was in the office by myself managing seven guys. It was crazy. Felt like you th were thrown to the wolves. I, sure. I really <laughs> did. Yeah, because I, I like, and I felt so stupid when I'd call somebody up at NASCAR because a, I didn't know what I was talking about. C, I didn't know what was gone. And anyhow, and so I'd be like, "Hey, this is Ashley from Inception Motorsports," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." And I'm like, "What can we do for you and um, the other 42 people that we have on exactly. the line today?" <laughs> right. And I'm like, "Um, drug tests, licensing. Um, I, I don't know who I need to talk to." And they're oh like, "Here, gosh. here, and here." I'm like, "Thanks." Can you transfer me? No, call him. I'm like, okay, thanks. Great. Yeah, so that was, it was an interesting nightmare. The, the hardest thing we had to learn was that we had to leave that at the shop when we went home. Yeah. And that was very difficult. Um, so we didn't have a honeymoon stage. We, we went straight to the hating each other. I want to kill you. Literally, at some points, just screaming matches. And we would sleep in separate beds on many oh occasions gosh. because of it. And... Now I think I look back and yeah, you know, it wasn't like, great then, but that was, I think the lowest of our lows. So from here on out, it should only be going upward. You've already yeah. passed the old seven year itch and all exactly. those things. You got those <laughs> out of the way very early. Get the seven day itch. <laughs> That's like, we had talked about it the other day and I was like, man, if there was a time that I was going to leave you, that probably would have been <laughs> because it was crazy. But oh I learned a lot. Gosh. Yeah, I, really I would did. say. So if anybody needs travel coordinators Experience. or <laughs> drug testing help, call me. You got it. <laughs> So you, so he had the team for for about two years, yep. and then sold to Swan and yeah. was supposed to be the driver for that for the whole year of 2013. Yeah, and then that didn't and work forward out. actually, and forward. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that um, didn't work out. Well, honestly, it was tough. I can't imagine supporting. I mean, I, I went through my own thing with LW just from him. He stopped racing in 212 mm -hmm. after why it was born, just you know modifieds, and but he had raced modifieds all of his life, and you know before that in the Bush series and the Arca series and all this and just that support and trying to support that piece of him. I can't imagine being in your position at the cup level with David had put his heart and soul. You guys have put your heart and soul in that Absolutely. for two years. It, it was very tough. Um, when somebody comes in and they think that they, they know what they're doing yeah. and we thought we knew what we were doing two years ago. And thankfully David has a lot of connections and a lot of knowledge about this sport and yep. industry and had a lot of people backing him. And then you have somebody who comes in and has no idea what they're even remotely doing and think that they can just take it and run with it. And I, that's great ambition. I love yeah, that. But ultimately that. at the end of the day, you see where it got them. Right. Um, and I just think he was in over his head, unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm, we didn't truly want to be a part of it. Um, that's where things got hairy and the media saw it as, oh, he got booted. And David right. pretty much told him up front, I don't want to be a part of this is, if this is how you're going to do it. Yeah. Because David wouldn't attach his name to something like that because yeah. that's just not who he is and how the, that man was doing business at right. the time. David's like, this isn't how I operate and I don't want to, I don't want to get out of tarnish this. my name Get because of, of you. Yeah. 
And so at that point, you guys have been focusing on dirt cars. Back yeah. to your roots. Yeah. 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 Starting your own business. Kicking some butt, I Crazy. see. Lordy, girl. I bet he can't build those chassis fast I enough right now. I don't know if it's <laughs> luck, if it's a fluke. I have no idea, but I tell you what, the good Lord above has truly blessed us. I didn't realize how intelligent David was. Like, I knew that he had accomplished what he's accomplished in his lifetime because he's a smart guy when it comes to that. But I didn't see him as a designer of a race car. And he did it all. I I mean, it was unreal. He looked at several other race cars just to see if what the numbers that he was running and the things that he was thinking would work. Mm -hmm. But for him to actually put it down on paper and... It just blows me away till this very day. (laughs) I I still don't understand how it worked, but he really put a note in my notebook. Yeah. um, Because I was like, wow. I was really blown away by it. I was like, wow, I know you're really smart about race cars. It's got to be more rewarding, too. It truly is. It's still not easy. Yeah. Um, It's a new business. You know, as well as I do, in the first five years of a new business, (laughs) you know, even if it looks like it's flourishing, it's not. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) The bills are always outweighing what's coming in. But it's really cool to see that anything that he puts his mind to, he can accomplish it and nobody's going to stand in his way. And to me, that's more rewarding than anything yeah. because he's built this from the ground up. It's his baby. We've had nobody else involved. We don't have to answer to yeah. anybody else. Just and just he just does what he wants. And I say, yes, you can or no, you can't. <laughs> and sometimes he listens and sometimes he doesn't. And that's also a good thing too because when he does listen, he needs to. And yeah. when he doesn't, I end up getting showed that I yeah. was wrong right. <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> but it's it's really been a crazy fluke, but so I don't is know. he racing pretty much every weekend? No, or he's um, building cars. Yeah, we're building cars right now. Um, we still he wants to still race at least once a month, um, but he ultimately knows that you can't race every weekend and build a business yeah. and yeah. build race cars. Yep. Um, that's one thing I think in the chassis building world is you constantly have to be coming up with something new mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you'll be surpassed by somebody else. So I think that for him more than anything is just, I got to race every now and again Keep so I can continue to learn right, something exactly, exactly. and just make sure the rest of my cars run good. I think more than anything, it's like they're our children. I mean, some of the guys that own our cars are older than I yeah. am. And I'm like, I still feel like a mother mm-hmm. figure to them because I'm like, for us to be successful, they have to be successful. And, you know, it's all based on customer service and just making yeah. sure that they feel like they're a part of something bigger. Yeah. Um, I think that's what a lot of people lose in business is the fact of that personal touch, yeah. especially in the dirt world. When you get with a bigger manufacturer, you just become a number. Yeah. And we don't want that. Um, we want to we want to have that personal relationship with you. We want to know when your birthday is. We, you know, yeah. like yeah. just that little yeah. corny stuff. Are, but it right. just it means a lot to us because yeah. your success entitles our success and what happens yeah. with it. So you had a backlog of working on cars, filling orders right yeah, now. Yeah, um, <laughs> right now, I was I was just listening but not listening the other day. I think we're into the end of May now. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So, and that's the thing we don't want to get too big too quick. Yeah. Um, and David's put a number, he's thinking 20 to 25 a year cause we don't want to be huge. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, cool. I, it's, it's been That's crazy. Exciting. It's, it's yeah. weird. Uh, <laughs> like Volusia was a perfect example for us. We went last year with another car that we were racing at the time from another manufacturer yeah. before we started our business and we b- looked like we didn't even belong there. And, and to David's credit, he only has like 50 races on dirt ever in his entire life. 
and I was like, we need to load up and go home. This is terrible. I don't, we look like fools. I don't like this. <laughs> it was awful. And then to come back this year in our very own car, the very first night we're there and to win and yeah. sell our race car on the spot. I like know, I can that believe stuff that. hasn't I happened know. since that's what Kenny Wallace, we were talking to him and he's like, you know, that hasn't happened since the eighties. <laughs> like it was crazy. But I was so happy when I seen that on Facebook. That was just awesome. It's, it's very humbling. That's how Ashley and I stay connected through Facebook. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that's what people say. I don't ever talk to you. I'm like, if you need me on my face, I know. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a great. I was so happy to see that. Well, thank you. Awesome. So you and David just started a new podcast on MRN called Slinging Dirt. We did. You said <laughs> you said when we sat down before we started recording. I'm not sure how I got thrown into this so Lordy. how did this come about lordy i d w neither of us know nothing about radio thank <laughs> god he's done it enough that you know yeah. he he can talk to a brick wall if, if, <laughs> if he, he let needs him. to yeah absolutely he's chatty kathy um so i'm very blessed to have him as my co-host but mrn also has a show called wing nation yep and it's all sprint car stuff kendra jacobs and steve post are the hosts of that and when kendra can't be there i ultimately fill in for her cool um just because i have a little bit of that yeah, background, background from growing yep. up you so, know a little bit uh, a little bit <laughs> so i did that maybe 12 or 13 times in the last two or three years and i was in there about a month ago filling in for kendra and the producer comes in and we're kind of just chatting it up just talking about life in general and he looks at me he's like i got it and I'm like, you got what, bud? <laughs> what are you talking about? And uh, he's like, you and David, we're going to do a show. And I'm like, huh, what? Are, do you, have you lost you your sure? mind? He's like, I'm telling you, he's like, we get so much grief about only talking about winged sprint cars that everybody else in the dirt racing world is what, asking what about us. And he's like, I think you and David would be perfect. And I'm like, do you realize that I don't know nothing about radio? And he's like, well, you do a pretty good job when you're here. I said, just I just fake it till I make it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um, so we started a radio show and it's every Tuesday at 11 a.m. on MRN.com. And it's crazy. And last week was our first show. And what do you guys talk about? We talk about just late models and uh, modifieds. And so just much. what's going on that week, yep, races from the races past, what's coming up. That pretty kind of much, thing. Yeah. which is kind of hard right now because they're not racing at all. <laughs> um, but with the weather right. and the World of Outlaws schedule doesn't actually start for another two weeks. So it's that's been kind of weird. To, so we're just pulling people right yeah. now. But we have three guests every week on our show. Oh, cool. And we just chat with them about racing. Neato. It's, it's kind of crazy. And I'm supposed to be the leader. And I... <laughs> I'm like, Craig, I don't know nothing about radio. He's like, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. You'll yeah. figure it out. So after the first show, he was like, that was awesome. And I was like, listen, don't make me feel good, <laughs> to be honest. And he's like, listen, I would tell you if that was terrible. He's like, most people come in here on their first show. It's very awkward. And that was my main concern is making I don't think sure you that have any problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is when you're the one that's running it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's different. Like, you're the one that has to talk about the filler. Keep it up. Yeah, right. you absolutely. Keep it up. Yeah. And there's a lot of work to it. Yeah. Just with Wing Nation, you know, I'd have to sit down and do my homework and yeah, it's a lot more work. It's true. <laughs> I felt this. Well, I have the same thing with this podcast. Right. The same thing when I would fill in for Angie Skinner. Okay. Uh, at, with Dave oh. Moody's show. Lordy, I don't know how you did that. Well, Dave usually, here, here was how it worked for the longest time. You know, Dave, he's all up and up on everything. Mm -hmm. And the most talking I would do are the callers that call in and ask yes. about my family. 
<laughs> I just want to talk well, about my family. And you're probably to your advantage. It was they were excited. No, to talk no, to it you was. About, and so it made know, it easy. Absolutely. You know? But when they get those colors that are hateful, yeah, I know. I don't know how he does oh it sometimes. I'd be like, oh, oh, you're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. Cut, cut him off. Quick, hurry. Yeah. And I'd always have to think, okay, now I've you know, got to do this on Tuesday or whatever day it was. Now I have to catch up on like the last few days news. You right. Know, so I yep. was in the know because I really don't. If it's not mm -hmm. on my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed, <laughs> Amen. I'm not no, you don't seeing know about it, it, you know. And even then you'll still scroll past yeah. the stuff that you aren't really excited to learn about. So I'm like, I got to catch up on this stuff. So it does yeah. take um, a lot of research. I've talked with uh, Wendy Vitterini and Kenny mm -hmm. Wallace and all them about that same thing, Larry McReynolds and just what it takes to do TV. Can you imagine oh, TV? Absolutely Can you not. imagine calling a race? You know, Wendy. I'd be like, what number's out? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and well, I was talking to Wendy how you hand off, you know, from like corner to corner right. with the different announcers and stuff. I mean, that takes and a lot of skill. segues and yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be it's a lot of work. falling and fumbling over and myself. And let alone have to somebody actually see me doing that while I'm standing there acting yeah. all proper, holding a mic. <laughs> with, at least with radio, I can like act crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Do weird stuff. <laughs> so I have a question about this football play-in that you mentioned oh, earlier. <laughs> so you you said, well, you said you, I played football over in the East, right? I did, yes. Didn't you say East? Yes, <laughs> yes. Tell me about the football that you played. Lordy. It's pretty cool. Um, it was cool. I remember throwing football in the front yard with my dad when I was a kid, and I just, I loved football. I truly did. I would sit down and be glued to the television screen when the Dallas Cowboys would come on, you know. You liked the Dallas I Cowboys when, I was when a you kid. lived in Pennsylvania? I did, yeah. Um, <laughs> as a kid, I was a huge Troy Aikman fan, Emmett Smith, Deion Sanders, all those guys. I, w I loved the Dallas Cowboys, and I wanted to play football so bad, but back in those days yeah. and at the age that I was at, everybody's like, a girl on a football team? Uh, do they let girls play football now? <laughs> I haven't do. heard any. They, they do? do? Okay, that's yeah. not showing um, up on my Twitter feed, so... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there's actually a couple of girls that are kickers okay. now for a lot of college teams okay. and different stuff like that. Okay. But, yeah, I always wanted to play football. And this opportunity came up. It's probably not the prettiest way to play football. <laughs> but <laughs> um, This opportunity came up, and it was to play for the Philadelphia Passion, which – I think they've changed the name of the league now. I believe it's the Legend Football League. But back when I played, it was the Lingerie Football League. Again, not one of my proudest moments <laughs> playing football. But I wanted to play football, and I was going to get paid to play football. And yeah. at that point, I was like, I don't care what it takes. I'll do it. And so we were running around in little boy shorts and bathing suit tops with shoulder pads and <laughs> knee pads and elbow pads and a helmet on playing full tackle football. So that was really cool. I, I only did it for a year. I think it's pretty <laughs> courageous, to be honest. Thanks. I do. I mean, um, if that's your passion and you want to do it, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to right, be a girl absolutely. and play football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that all the girls out there, they had different reasons for absolutely. doing it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Right. Of course. But if your passion is to be a football player and you're a girl and you can't do right. it any other way. Yeah. I mean. It, it was the only way yeah. that I was ever going to be able to yeah. play football. And yeah. now I am a Steelers fan um, <laughs> going to school in Western Pennsylvania. But it was the only way that I was going to be able to play football and – I wanted to fulfill yeah. a dream, and so I did. And what was your position that you? Played? I was middle linebacker and offensive line. This little thing was a <laughs> linebacker. I, I was. <laughs> Lord, I'd hate to see the other girls, you know, <laughs> on the league, like from their size wise. If you were the well, linebacker, <laughs> when there was 180 of us that tried out, and they only picked 18, wow. and it was based on your physical ability. See, a lot of girls wanted to play look. football. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And 180 just for that team. Just for that team. How yeah. many? There was 10 teams 10 across teams. the country. Wow. 
Yeah, so um, it was it was cool. I mean, it was a selection yeah. process, but it was based on your looks and how athletic you were. Yeah. I mean, you had to be the total package. Yeah. They just weren't going to sign you up because you were a big girl that could play football. But it was it was cool. Uh, cool. David actually got to come watch <laughs> me play. That's when we first started dating. <laughs> I remember that. I was I can see your picture now and your little black things under your eyes, and I'm like, oh, this is who David's dating now. <laughs> I bet you're like, well, this girl. Uh -huh. Well, I mean, I, I have a relationship with David from when he drove for Ganassi right, and, and an association there, and I knew David and had been around him a lot, you know, and so I was really excited when, you know, he had a steady girlfriend, and, and I'm like, hey, this girl plays football. <laughs> She's in her underwear. <laughs> Those were boy shorts. Yeah, they were. Yep, yep. <laughs> they make bathing suits like that that's right you know well, they make bathing suits that, that are smaller than well that. yeah that's, that's the whole thing where like, it was a little yeah my parents at first were kind of like huh and I'm like T I'll just I'll tape everything up I'll, don't worry like you won't see nothing <laughs> I know LW gets you know he gets aggravated about Carson's shorts because you know they'll be keep getting like they keep shorter. getting shorter yeah. and I'm like she wears a bathing suit around boys. She wears a bathing suit around people. Like, yep. really? You know, I mean. Yep. And she's a know. tall, skinny thing anyhow. Yeah, I so mean, in well, I defense, could almost see her butt in that. And I'm like, well, you know. In her defense, <laughs> I know what it's like to be tall and skinny and trying to find clothes at that, that age fit, that fit. That and it was yep. very, very hard yep. to do back then. So It is. In her she defense. always has the problem where everything's too big in the waist, but she yeah, needs the length. Yeah, too short and, in the waist. Yeah. If she needs a length and it's too big in the waist and she doesn't like to cinch them all up where they're all, you know, cinched up cool, around Mom. the waist. No. It's not cool. No, not cool at all. So if she ever wants to play lingerie football. <laughs> well, we might not go that far. She doesn't have a passion for football, so we're not going okay, there, okay? Because okay. we would be in there for all the wrong reasons. Right. So. Well, you just keep her well, in that fire suit. Yep. She is interested in acting in pageantry, which you have done. Call me. And yeah. Rochelle. Yep. And Rochelle, yep, right? absolutely. Um, well, I wonder where she got the idea. Rochelle's her aunt, for you <laughs> listeners that don't know. And her aunt, Rochelle, finished third in the Miss North Carolina pageant yep. back in, October. I don't remember the year. Oh, I'm talking about way, oh, way back, way back when. the yes, Miss yes, North yes. Carolina pageant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so they've been talking about that and, oh, and, cool. and interested in pageantry. But, That's um, awesome. Mama's not on board with that yet. Why? I don't know. It just takes so much time and money. She's yes. like, she's like, um, okay, mom, I want to enter this pageant and it's $700 and that buys my crown and my sash and my title. And I'm like, wait oh, a minute. Do why those. are we buying? Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I'm no. like, why are we buying titles? If you want a crown, right. honey, we'll I'll go down the store. Absolutely. <laughs> there was a thing back home that if you sold the most tickets, you get, yeah. you got the crown and the sash. And my dad's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. But in her defense, again. <laughs> no, but I, I'm, I'm all about like the which I don't know a lot about pageantry, but I'm thinking, you know, if you're going to go out for the county pageant and then work your way up to state level sure, and work your way absolutely. up to, you know, yeah. uh, Miss, Miss America or, or whatnot, that if you have another passion that supports that where you can mm -hmm. garner that attention to absolutely. help whatever your other cause is, if you want to be an actress or if you have a, a charity platform charity, that you want to go for or whatever that yeah. is, you know, yeah. then I see it making sense, you mm -hmm. know. I mean... I I was never a girly girl. A <laughs> Absolutely. I was never a girly girl growing up. I always worked on my dad's race cars, and I'll never forget the day he sat me down, and he's like, you need to start dressing like a girl. You need to act like a girl, and you need to be a girl. And I'm like, no, I can't <laughs> play with the girls at recess. This is terrible. <laughs> but my mom put me in gymnastics and ballet, and it was probably the best thing I ever did. My coordination from that, I, yeah. I'm so thankful for now. And like you said, with pageantry, I know people – kind of in the north especially frown upon it in the south it's a little bit more glorified and they pat you on the back for it but it's really a a builder um, yeah i 
I have a trouble with interviews and stuff like that. Um, so for me, the world of pageantry put me outside my box. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way you can grow as an individual is to be uncomfortable. And I love the stage because I had danced for 13 years. So the stage wasn't my issue. It was the interview and talking about myself and talking about the charities that I represented at the time and what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go with them. And that was really hard for me because growing up, dad always taught us to be humble. You know, it was more, you didn't blow, you didn't toot your horn, horn. right? No, if somebody else was talking about you, you had done something. (laughs) If you had to talk about you, you should be ashamed of yourself. So you're right. That was very hard for me. So in, in the pageant world, I did it to put myself out there and to be vulnerable because I think that's the only way you can grow as an individual. So that's and cool. you get to wear pretty clothes and dress up and people she's, do your hair and makeup. She's all about that, too. She's already went and tried on dresses. Like, Mom, isn't this dress so beautiful? So pretty. Yeah, I want to wear this dress. Mm-hmm. Like, let's start. Let's back up. And those dresses let's have so <laughs> many dollar signs. <laughs> Trust me, yes, I know. Yes, they do. They it's do. crazy. It's crazy. They do. All right. Well, I have covered my notes, so... We did Lordy, great. that was quick. We we didn't even mention the name of your chassis business is Lethal Chassis. We, we yeah. failed to call that out in case <sighs> there's some dirt racers out there looking yeah. for a good some, product. Look at it. Look us up. You can't get anything <laughs> till summer. But <laughs> May, call We're now. We'll get yeah. you in. Get on the list. <laughs> we'll figure something out. What's next up for what? Kind of what's your everyday? What's a day in your life week wise? <sighs> you, when you came here, you're like we were upstairs in the offices. So you're yeah, no, I'm I'm really involved with what we do. Um, it's just David and I, and then we have two guys that that work for us. So we're literally a four man band. Um, when we go to the racetrack, it's one guy that works for us, and David and myself. We're just doing it ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we don't. So you do all you do the kind of bookkeeping. Yep, I do all work. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a a guy that we hired um, at the beginning of the year. He's our parts guy. And then there's another gentleman that works for us. He's been with us. Good golly. I can't, I can't even tell you him and David went to high school together. Oh, wow. Um, And when David moved down here, he told him, you know, Hey, come drive my motor home while I'm doing this NASCAR deal. And (laughs) you know, if it doesn't work out, we'll figure something else out. And uh, so he's been down here as long as David has. And He's very trustworthy, you know. Yeah, you got to have that. Yes, absolutely. Got to um, have that. So we're very lucky that we have yeah. him, and he's the type that if I call him at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, I need you to do this, you know, he's, he's going to do it. But, That's great. Um, we, we're just going to keep it small at this point. It's just the four of us. And What do you guys like to do for fun? Oh, Lordy, be at a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of racing. Uh, well, you obviously you don't know do my that? husband enough. <laughs> no, I, I've never seen you on a sunny island drinking a fruity drink. No, I can tell no. you that. <laughs> we took our honeymoon a year late because of racing, um, and we were just talking about it uh, two days ago. He's like, we need to go on vacation. I'm on like, yes, 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 we do. And he's like, well, I think maybe about August. I'm like, good golly, like summer's over then. And his his weekend of an off weekend of not doing anything is still being at a racetrack. Yeah. He loves racing that much. He ate up with it. I do love racing, probably not to the extent that he does. I do like white sands and blue waters and pool boys that bring drinks nonstop. <laughs> does David still, uh, obviously, I, I, I don't know the answer to this question. Does he still aspire to race? And, and Absolutely. Still working on that? Yeah. And if an opportunity came up, oh, he would be oh, bless. Absolutely. all over that. Um, we talk about it on a regular basis. Um, I would love to close that door. Yeah. NASCAR has been good to us. For the last, good lordy, has he been it for him? 13 yeah. years yep. now, yep. 14 years, something crazy like that. But the world has changed mm-hmm. a lot. And he's not ready to hang that helmet up yet. 
and I can understand that and respect it. But at the same time, I'm like, look, we just, we need to close that chapter of our life. It's always somewhat of a distraction, I guess. Yes, you know, yes, that absolutely. Because you can't fully focus on one path. Yes. And, and he's like, well, I'm not ready to close that paths. door. <laughs> and if somebody calls me, and th- and that was the thing, you know, before the season started, he had three or four phone calls, and he told them all no. And it's a tough subject for us because I can respect him and the fact that he's tired of not being Dealing competitive. Yeah, yeah. He is very competitive. He got to where he is today because of his driving ability alone. Right. And I feel like in the five years that I've known him as a driver, I really feel like he's gotten the short end of the stick. Absolutely. Um, Some people, even NASCAR fans will come back and be like, oh, well, he was at Penske. And what a lot of people don't understand as race fans is they don't understand that it's just more than the driver. Yeah. Um, At that point, I know him and his crew chief didn't really see eye to eye. And sometimes people will sabotage you just to make you look bad. And at the end of the day, if the car's not running well, it's the driver's fault. Forget about the 52 other guys that have anything to do with it. It's the driver's fault. And after they put Kozlowski in the car a few months later, the crew chief was fired. And then all of a sudden, Brad was doing miraculously. And so I think we just got the short end of the stick. I think my husband's extremely talented. His driving ability has continues to blow me away just in the sheer fact that we've won as many races as we have on dirt, mm-hmm. being that he they never touched a heck the of a dirt. dirt racer. You can about do anything. That's what so. they say. Yep. But, yep. you know, it's the world's changed a lot in the sport of NASCAR. And unfortunately, it's no longer about how talented you are. It's what you can bring to the table and what you can offer a race team. Yep. Yep. And neither of us came from money. Yeah, um, his hard. family didn't either. So... It, it was a struggle, and, you know, when the whole Bush deal with both the brothers and people were getting shuffled everywhere, um, there were a few phone calls made, but it still wasn't his ideal situation. And so I think that chapter is going to close itself on its own because I don't think the ideal situation is going to ever come. Right. I, I'm not saying that he won't ever do it again. But it's got to be on his terms, not yeah. somebody else's terms. Yeah. And I respect him for that. Well, that's a that's a good revelation to come to, you know. I <laughs> it's mean, tough. really. Because, really. I mean, when you aspire as, as a kid like he yeah. did, I mean, my lordy, he's been at the racetrack since he was a kid just like I have. Yep. And, you know, it's it's tough when it's your life and it's what you love and to sit there and watch everybody else do it and to know that you could have been as successful as others and you just didn't have the right opportunity. But at the same time, he's very thankful to get to where he is because there's only 43 guys week in and week out, you know? And I I tell him that and I'm like, look, I understand that running 30th isn't (laughs) what you want to do, but my golly, you're one of the top 43 drivers in the world right now. There's 43 spots and somebody's got to finish in every one of them. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So that's been a hard transition. Yeah. He's not ready to close that door. He's still looking for the, for that phone for that call right situation. to be, yeah. <laughs> I can totally appreciate and respect and understand that. It, it's a hard thing, right? I mean, once yeah. a racer, always a racer. I don't know that it ever leaves your body. But if this chassis business and, and that road can mm-hmm. can um, manifest itself for you guys and you can reap reward from that maybe you know that'll well, slowly that's, that's what I tell him I'm like you know if past. we're gonna do this like we need to put all our eggs yeah. in one basket yeah. and we yeah. need to run with it yeah. and the wave's been crazy big right out of the gate and I we're gonna ride it for right now and hopefully it doesn't crash anytime <laughs> soon and if it does we'll figure something else out and it'll be in racing I'm sure because <laughs> we don't know anything else and lordy I mean we're not above flipping oh burgers gosh. at McDonald's but you know if it's got something to do with racing he wants to be involved with it and 
when you can't teach somebody passion. No. Um, that's what I tell somebody more than anything. And I've had several conversations with people and they're like, well, we're looking for a driver who's not mediocre. And unfortunately, I think from here on out, that's all you're going to get. Because yeah. a lot of these guys haven't worked on their own stuff right. and they don't have the passion that the old school racers do. And yeah. You just, you can't teach passion. It's you either different. have it or you don't. We, I talk about just people in our office and employees and hiring people. It's like you need to have a willingness to learn and yes. a positive attitude. Absolutely. And, you know, that willingness to learn is that passion. You know, you've, you've got to be in there, want to do it, strive to do it, and want to be the best at it. And we can teach you. Absolutely, Anything, as long know? as you're willing to learn it. I can it. teach you all about yeah. it. <laughs> and I can teach you twice if I have to, as long yeah. as you're still, yep. you know, your Positive focus is there. Positive and you're ready Absolutely. to take it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I've enjoyed the conversation and, yeah. and getting to know a little bit more of the details. I hope the listeners have too, and I certainly appreciate you joining me today. All right, it's time now for our tip of the week brought to you by Wella Professionals. This tip is a big one for moms and daughters out there, and I brought in a special guest today. Uh, we're going to talk about how to prevent frustrating tangles in your daughter's hair. And my nine-year-old daughter, Kennedy, is here. How are you today, Kennedy? Horrible. You're horrible? I hate brushing hair. Okay, so you, you're not horrible, but you have a horrible experience getting the tangles out of your hair, don't you? Yes. Okay. Well, I do believe that I have used some Wella product on your hair for this. Remember? You have. Yep, remember, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and I brought out some stuff, and you were like, Mom, where'd you get that? tell one thing. Yep, tell a little story about okay. getting the tangles out of your hair. Every morning, we have a little bottle of stuff that we use for my hair. And every single morning, somebody brushes my hair. And it always ends up somebody pulls my hair and then it yanks it and then I get really mad. Yep, so you're, you're the perfect person to use this tip out um, Definitely. each and every day. All right, it all starts with evening care. So you've got to start this process in the evening. You need a quality brush. The salon professionals recommend a boar bristle paddle brush. Remove all the tangles with the brush, then apply a pea-sized drop of Wella oil from the mid-shaft to the ends of the hair to add moisture. In the morning, try not to get the hair partially wet while brushing. This causes a lot of tangles as it mixes with dry hair. As you begin to brush again, start from the ends and work your way up to the mid-length. That's the thing Kennedy likes is for me to start with the ends. Yep. <laughs> Using Rella Professionals Elements Leave-In Conditioning Spray will also help seal the hair, maintain moisture, and help detangle the hair. And no matter what type of hair your daughter or anyone in your family has, fine, normal, coarse, or curly, Wella Professionals Hair Products has you covered. You can purchase Wella at any of the 782 Ulta stores nationwide and purchase online at Ulta.com. To see more of their new elements line, visit Wella.com and click under the product section. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Fast Lane Family, and we will see you again right here next week. Fast Lane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 